fingers and fear. Changing is not easy, but changing your life, changing habits, reinventing yourself. Yeah. You will win if you don't quit. Even a broke clock is right twice a day. It's an experience. This is the Kairos moment with Pastor Jack on Active FM. Good day all, good day. Thank you for tuning in. This is the Active FM and the program is the Kairos Moment with Pastor Jack Chirua from the Full Gospel Church in South Africa, Johannesburg. It's an honor and a privilege once again to be with you and to just speak and share a few words of inspiration uh, to those that are listening to the program. I would like to start by opening in prayer. Father, I want to thank you for your goodness and your mercies. Thank you, Father, that we are alive today, not because we are clever, not because we are we are smarter, but because of your grace and your mercy. Um, we are here and we are alive. And so we thank you for this opportunity that as we as we share together some thoughts of inspiration, that you will minister to us and you will bring uh, new encouragement in our hearts. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Last week um, was Father's Day. Uh, well, this week, Sunday the 19th, um, depending on which country you're listening from, um, you will discover that Father's Day's dates are different uh, from country to country. South Africa, we celebrate Father's Day on the 19th of June, which is this uh, Sunday that has just passed. And so... Uh, happy Father's Day, happy belated Father's Day uh, to all the fathers out there. And I hope that you had an awesome time and, and that, and that you know, you were affirmed and appreciated uh, because it's hard work uh, to be a father. Um, it's not child's play. I want to start off by sharing this story with you as I share on the influence of a father. Some years ago, a hot summer day in South Florida, a little boy decided to go for a swim in the old swimming hall behind his house. In a hurry to dive into the cool water, he ran out of the back door, leaving behind shoes, socks, and a shirt as he went. He flew into the water, not realizing that as he swam towards the, the middle of the, of the lake, an alligator was swimming towards the shore. His father, working in the yard, saw the two as they got closer and closer together. In utter fear, he ran toward the water, yelling to his son as loudly as he could. Hearing his voice, the little boy became alarmed and made a U-turn to swim to his father. It was too late. Just as he reached his father, the alligator reached him. From the dock, the father grabbed his little boy by the arms just as the alligator snatched his legs. An incredible tug of war between the two began. The alligator was much stronger than the father, but the father was much too passionate to let go and dug his nails into the little boy's arms. The farmer driving by heard the screams of the boy and after retrieving a rifle from his truck raced to the water's edge and shot the alligator 
Remarkably, after weeks in the hospital, the little boy recovered. The local newspaper reporter interviewing the boy after the trauma asked if he would show him his scars. The little boy lifted his pants and said, These are the scars from where the alligator tried to pull me under the water. Then he rolled up his sleeves and said, Now look at my arms. These are the scars where my father wouldn't let me go. Each of us is marked. Yes, there are scars we bear in our lives because of our poor choices, the choices we have made in the past. But if we look closely, there are other marks we have incurred where a loving sovereign God has refused to let us go. At a time, his grip of grace may seem painful, but it is all for our protection so that we may be preserved to live and testify of his tender mercies that he reveals to us with each new day. As I speak about the Father's influence, I want to speak about the different facets of the Father's influence. And I will start by talking about the Father's love. A Father's love is an important aspect to a child's emotional development as a mother's large-scale study has confirmed Examining the cases of more than 10,000 sons and daughters revealed how a cold and distant father can damage a child's life, sometimes for decades to come. Now, obviously, a couple of weeks ago, I, I, I did a, 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 a teaching about, you know, growing up without a father because me, myself, uh, I grew up without a father. And I knew what it meant to not experience uh, a father's love. As a parent, you've probably received a small taste of how God feels as our heavenly father. When parents took look into the face of their newborn baby, they know they will love the child no matter what. That's exactly how God feels about us. What helped me overcome the feeling of not being loved by a father that was absent in my life was to begin to realize how much God loved me. In 1 John 3 verse 1, the Bible says, How great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And so it was when I started to have a revelation of the love of God for me, it was when I started to realize how much God loved me, how much God cared about me, that I started to overcome the feelings of rejection in my life. I started to overcome the, the, the feeling of not being loved because then I began to realize how much God loved me and how much he cared about me. The second aspect about the father's influence is, is seen through a father's provision. Fathers find joy in giving to the children. That's because a, a, the chief role of fatherhood is to provide. Jesus used this um, reality to explain the goodness of God when he said, If you then, in Matthew chapter 7, verse 11, if you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in, in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Hallelujah. So, you know, growing up without a father was very difficult because 
I, I, I didn't have the privilege. I didn't have the opportunity to go to a biological father and tell them what I needed for my school, for example, um, what I needed in terms of my clothes, for example. I, I, I struggled sometimes. My, my, my mother would not have enough money to buy me uh, uh, my new school uniform for the new year. And many times I would still go to school with my uh, dressed in my old uniform. And you know, um, you know that bullying is and, and teasing and, and, and uh, you know, all those type of things are very common in many schools um, around the world. And kids would make fun of me because of my old uniform. They would make fun of me because of my old shoes. Because my mother didn't have enough resources to be able to purchase these things on time. So for a season, I had to go with my old uniform, my old shoes, and my friends made fun of me. And that just added to the pain of growing up without a father. Because then I started to realize that if I had a biological father, you know, he would be there for me. I would not have to struggle financially. He would provide for me. But then again, when I started to have a revelation of the love of God, as my father, I started to also begin to experience his provision. There were times when I would just pray about my needs and supernaturally I would see God provide for my needs. I don't know who I'm talking to right now. I don't know who is listening to the sound of my voice. You might be a young person growing up without a father. I want you to know that God can be your father that provides and meets you at your point of need. Whatever you might need in your life, uh, trust him. Trust him. Bring your needs before him. Pray and say to God, Father, I'm in need of this and I'm in need of that. And, and see God come through for you. See God provide for you. He says in his word, he will never leave you nor forsake you. He will never turn his back on you. And so it's important to realize that even though you have not had a father in your life that has been able to provide for you, our heavenly father is able to play that role to be able to provide for your needs in your life because he's a faithful God. I saw miracles of provision in my life because God is a faithful God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Another aspect of the Father's influence is the Father's correction. We influence our children by whether we're going to correct them or discipline them or whether we are going to spoil them. Children naturally don't like discipline. Uh, and, and many of you listening to this program have been a child before. I've been a child before myself. I never liked to be disciplined, but it fosters security knowing mom and dad love me enough to correct me and to discipline my wayward behavior. Good parents mirror the fatherhood of God when they administer the short-term pain of discipline to shape a child's long-term character. As the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 6, the Lord disciplines those he loves and he punishes everyone he accepts as a son. And so even God sometimes takes us through seasons of discipline. Um, he allows us to be disciplined, to be punished, so that we, he can accept us as sons, so that we can be on the straight and narrow. We can remain on the straight and narrow. And so this is one aspect that is extremely important. Um, even though I didn't have a biological father, I grew up with a single parent, my mother. 
my mother knew how to discipline. You know, those days uh, we were we were disciplined using corporal punishment. Um, we were given a hiding physically. Uh, today, I don't know what's, uh, what what the, the, the law states in other parts of the world, but in South Africa, it's become uh, um, unlawful to physically discipline your child, uh, to use corporal punishment. But when I was growing up, that was the norm. That's how we grew up. My mom always used to have a stick on the top of the cupboard in the kitchen. And every time, every time I was naughty, every time I didn't listen to her, every time I was stubborn, she took that stick and beat the hell out of me. Um, you know, and um, the Bible says in, a, in the book of Proverbs that foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child, but the road of discipline drives it out. And so sometimes what brings correction in the life of a child is discipline. Uh, there were many, many times my mother disciplined me. There were many times my mother grounded me. There were many times my mother withdrew certain privileges from my life. There were many times my mother uh, hit me physically. Um, and when we talk about hitting physically, we're not talking about abusing your children. Uh, but 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 we're talking about, you know, uh, bringing correct corrective measures in the life of your child so that your child can begin to realize that 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 you uh you love them and that you care about them and that you love them enough to be able to discipline them and to bring correction in their lives and so that is all part of the father's influence in the life of a of a child i want to also speak another speak about another aspect of a father's influence and that is the father's protection the father's protection every child thrives in the father's protection when they know dad is present all is well all is well a father would do anything to protect his family from danger children thrive and and are filled with security in their hearts knowing that i'm covered by my dad. I'm protected by my dad. I'm reminded of a story of a little boy that was always bullied by this big boy that was way much bigger than him. Um, so the children often played in the, in the front of the yard of this little boy. Um, so this little boy had all these kids coming to play in his yard right in the front of their house. And um, but this every time this bully, this big boy comes around, he would always bully this little boy around. And so this boy often went back home crying. Eventually, the father said to me, listen, um, don't you think you can stand up for yourself? I don't have to bail you out. You need to know that I, I, I will protect you if I have to. You know, I will uh, cover you if I have to. But I'm not always there when the bully is bullying you. Um, but let's make a deal. I want, to, I want you to know that I am there for you and that I'll do anything to protect you and to cover you. Um, but you need to remember that. You need to remember that I'm there and that there's nothing to fear. And this bully cannot intimidate you. As long as I'm, uh, I'm your dad, this bully cannot intimidate you. So the next time he, he, he bullies you around and pushes you around, I want you to push him back. I want 
that bully to know that he cannot continue pushing you around and get away with it. So the next time he's going to push you around, push him back. And so the little boy said to the father, oh, dad, he's going to kill me. He's way much stronger than me. He's way much bigger than me. You really think I can do that? The father said, oh, yes, you can. So let's make a deal. Tomorrow, when your friends come over to play after school, and they often play as they do in front of the house, I will be in the house, in the lounge. I will stand behind the curtain in the lounge. So I can watch you and watch what's happening as you play. And when that boy begins to bully you and push you around, I want you to look towards the window because I'll give you a sign to show you that I'm watching what's happening and I'm behind you and I'm supporting you and I'm covering you and I will protect you if I have to. So if he pushes you and bullies you around, the first thing I want you to do is look towards the window, the front window of the lounge. And um, I will shake the curtain to prove to you that I'm right there. And then I want you to go to him and push him back. And if he pushes you again, I want you to look at the window and I will give you a sign by shaking the curtain to prove that I am there. I'm watching. If I have to come out of the house, I will. But I don't want to do that because I know that you can defend yourself. And so the boy said, okay, dad, we've got a deal. So the next day, all his friends came over to play as they always did. And the bully, as usual, came walking along and found these boys playing. And he came straight to that little boy and started to bully him around. So the boy remembered what the father said to him. And so he looked towards the front window of the house and he saw the curtain shaking. He knew his dad was standing right there behind the curtain in the lounge. And so he decided he was going to push back this bully. So to the bully's big surprise, he got pushed by this little boy. And then the bully decided to push this little boy even harder. So the little boy staggered a bit and looked towards the window. And the father shook the curtain even much harder. So he saw that, that his father was there right there with him behind the curtain. And he was watching what was going on. So the boy decided then to give the push of his life, push this bully with as much effort and power that he ever used in his life. And eventually that bully fell over flat to the ground. And the next thing is all his friends started to clap their hands and started to rejoice because this little boy pushed this bully over and managed to cause him to fall to the ground. The bully was so intimidated. The bully was so scared that the next thing he did was he got up and he walked away as everybody was cheering this little boy on. Afterwards, the boy ran into the house and hugged his father and said thank you to his dad because he, he, he appreciated the dad's protection. He appreciated the assurance of the dad's protection. The same way that this father assured the little boy of his protection is the same way that God assures us of his protection. He said in his word, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And every tongue that rises in judgment against him is already condemned. And so God is always there to protect us. Even when we are filled with fear, he's a father that is fearless and he's there to watch over us. He's there to protect us. He's there 
to shield us. He's there to build a hedge of protection around about us. So I want you to know that our Heavenly Father is there for you. Our Heavenly Father will not neglect you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Whatever it is that is intimidating you, whatever it is that is causing fear in your life, do not fear because we have a father that is better than any human father. Maybe your human father failed you. Maybe your biological father failed you. I'm here to say to you that your heavenly father will never fail you. Your heavenly father will never forsake you. So hold on, trust him, pray to him, speak to him about your fears, speak to him about your insecurities, speak to him about your feelings of a lack of love in your life. And, and I want you to remember that he's the best father you can ever have in your life. I don't regret that he's my father. My heavenly father has become my father. And um, I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have a pity party because my physical biological father was never there for me. I'm grateful that I have a father who will never leave me nor forsake me. I'm just going to pray for you now. Father, I want to pray for every person listening to the program right now. Even as we've just a few days ago celebrated Father's Day, I pray for those who are fatherless, for those that feel they do not have a father in their lives. I pray that you would give them peace. I pray that you would fill them with your love. I pray, Father God, that you would reveal yourself and your love to them in a special way because you are a loving Heavenly Father. And so I pray that you fill their hearts with your love in the name of Jesus. Provide for those that need provision. Protect those that need protection in Jesus' name. Bless your people now. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening. This has been the Kairos Moment on Active FM. God bless you.
Oh.